Thanks for joining us for today's message. We encourage you to email us and let us know what God is currently doing in your life. Or if you'd like to support the ministry financially, you can do so here on our website. For now, we hope you enjoy this message. Thanks for tuning in today. Oh, hallelujah. You know, when God lays something on your heart and... um, and there's, you want to say things that are right and yet not want to say things that are wrong or things that offend. How, do we, how many remember reading that Jesus, when Jesus said these things that offended many? And so there's always going to be that opportunity you know, for someone to get offended over something you're preaching on. I said this years ago, you know, it's a challenge, you know, because uh, many, it's, we're talking about many, many years ago, many, many years ago. We teach on healing. And then people... Uh, we had a couple got offended and left. Why? Because we preached on healing and they weren't getting healed. Well, if you just sit and keep learning, praise God, faith will arise in your heart for your miracle. Can I have an amen? But I mean, you just have to keep sharing, you know, um, the word of God and um, uh, the truth of God's word. And uh, if people are open, when they're open, God will bless them. Can I have an amen? amen. I'm going to begin this morning. Where's my, where's my text up here? There it is. Not to speak is to speak, not to act is to act. Amen. And uh, that's the title of my message. Uh, I'm going to begin in Isaiah, the 59th chapter. It will be on the screen for you. And I want you to listen uh, today and let the Holy Spirit stir you up regarding in the days that we live in. And um, Isaiah 59, uh, Isaiah was prophesying regarding the spiritual condition of God's people or the children of Israel in Isaiah's day. He says this, for our sins are piled up before God. See, he took a personal responsibility, even like Nehemiah prayed the same prayer. He took the responsibility upon himself that we are in trouble because we all have not done what we've been called to do. That's what he's saying there, okay? Our sins are piled up before God and testify against us. Yes, we know what sinners we are. We know we have rebelled and have denied the Lord. We have turned our backs on our God. We know how unfair and oppressive we have been, carefully planning our deceitful lies. Watch this. Our courts oppose the righteous, and justice is nowhere to be found. Truth stumbles in the streets, and honesty has been outlawed. Yes, truth is gone, and anyone who renounces evil is attacked. And the Lord looked and was displeased to find that there was no justice. Just by reading this, it sounds like Isaiah could have been addressing uh, what America is facing today as a nation. It really is true in the 21st century. You know, the final words, uh, I had both flags put up here for a purpose today, uh, and we'll talk about dual citizenship in a moment. But um, uh, flags represent, uh, uh, you know, where you're from, what you believe, and... and, um, the last phrase of their Pledge of Allegiance is for liberty and justice for all. How many want liberty and justice for all? Amen. Those are the words of the last phrase of the Pledge of Allegiance. And listen, any nation ever in the history that abandons justice ultimately loses its liberties as well. And um, uh, the crime and the killings happening across America's cities today prove that much of our judicial system has kidnapped I have been kidnapped by godless antichrist judges, lawyers, district attorneys, attorney generals, and mayors who protect the rights of the violator and deny the rights of the violated. 
This is where we're living. And we must awaken up to the fact that we are at the crossroads in America uh, regarding the political process. So I want to take some time just for a few moments this morning to encourage and inspire every member of Faith Family Church, everyone listening online, that you need to register, if you haven't, and get out to vote on Tuesday, November 8th. And if you have the attitude, because many did in the last election, Christians had this attitude, well, my vote uh, really doesn't count. Listen, you'll become a participant um, uh, with those in the story I'm about to tell you, who with that same attitude opened the political gates of hell worldwide. Also remember that, I said a minute ago, as Christians, we have a dual citizenship. First and foremost, our first and foremost commitment is to the Lord Jesus Christ and to the will of God, to the word of God, and to the ways of God. If you say amen, shout, if you say, say agree, say shout amen, amen. First and foremost, that. And secondly, we are citizens of the USA, and God expects us to be good stewards of both. There's a book that was uh, given to me just um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, timely, I might add, written by Eric Metaxas. And it, is it up there? There it is. A letter to the American church. I would uh, encourage every one of you to get that book and read it. You will be stirred in your heart regarding, uh, regarding the history of Germany in the 30s and the history of the United States in the 21st century and how paralleled they are. It will shake you to the core. Throughout the book, the author parallels the American church of today to the German church in the early 30s. Listen to that. The church of today to the, early, to the German church in the 30s. It's a history lesson uh, uh, regarding one German Lutheran pastor who was martyred for standing up to the Nazi party and especially against their hatred of all German Jews. And isn't that interesting today? What is used to divide the nation? It's racism. It's racism. That's what they use. They, they, they want to they inflate, uh, and there's always been a problem with racism, but they will use it for their own uh, power and their, uh, and, and, and their own uh, purposes. Again, say amen if you agree. Amen. The minister, this pastor, this minister sounded the political alarm in the late 20s. Listen, about eight years prior to the outbreak of World War II. And yes, before, it was before the drastic change in the political system of Germany in that day. Yet in the midst of all the warnings, no one seemed to be listening. And the similarities between what was going on in the German government then and what's going on in the governing powers in D.C. now should, should be extremely uh, alarming to us as U- U.S. citizens and especially to every church organization that preaches Christ across America. Even in Canada, I won't spend about a minute up. Even Canada, just north of us, the pastors have been silenced to preach even on the moral issues of the Bible. If you preach anything about moral sexual dysfunction, you, it is a hate speech, and pastors are being arrested and put in prison and find huge fines that literally close the doors of the churches. That's where they live today. That's where Canada is today. And we're not far off if we continue this direction. And though all the signs were there, I'm talking about in Germany, 
that they were heading in the wrong direction. The citizens, especially the German churches, remained silent, giving, listen, the Communist Party the courage to target the young and the gullible, enlisting huge numbers of radicals for the cause, and in doing so, unleashed hell on earth with unimaginable and unthinkable hardship, suffering, and death. And all orchestrated by a charismatic, demon-possessed man by the name of Adolf Hitler. 55 million, 55 million lives perished in World War II, not including the hundreds of thousands that were scarred for life, both physically and emotionally. Yet it all could have been avoided if the German Christians would have united both prayerfully and politically and with their voices and with their votes. But that's not what happened. In fact, the churches in Germany during the 20s and 30s were, for the most part, spiritually inactive and silent and asleep. Listen to what this preacher said. His name, by the way, was Reverend Dietrich Bonhoeffer. He said, silence in the face of evil is evil itself. God will not hold us guiltless. Not to speak is to speak, and not to act is to act. Reverend Bonhoeffer was one of the few pastors who spoke up prior to World War II against the growing threat of Nazism in his attempt to strip the churches in Germany to unite together against the socialistic agenda of that day. Yet for the most part, they just didn't want to get involved. In fact, for, listen to this. It's so important. In fact, for many of the pastors, their position on the matter was Bonhoeffer is simply an extremist propagating fear instead of faith. John Stuart Mill, during an 1867 inaugural address, said this. Read this carefully. Let not anyone pacify his conscience by the delusion that he can do harm if he takes no part and forms no opinion. Bad men need nothing more to compass their ends than that good men should look on and do nothing. He is not a good man who, without a protest, allows wrong to be committed in his name and with the means which he helps to supply because he will not trouble himself to use his mind on the subject. Don't want to get involved, Pastor. Oh, there's one thing we never talk about is religion and, and politics. That's the stupidest statement, and people say that out of ignorance because they don't know how important it is to be involved. The reason we are much today, where we're at today in America, is because, and I take personal um, uh, responsibility for it, is because when I was 31 years old, and we started Faith Family Church, and we grew quickly in that first couple of years, I, I failed to encourage the young people to get involved in the political realm, the school districts, the state, uh, uh, can I have an amen, different areas of governing, we were asleep. No different than them. Pre-World War II, listen to this, 1921, war broke out in 1939. In 1921, Hitler raised up an assault team, just as a young punk. He raised up an assault team, they were called the Stormtroopers or the Brown Shirts. Their mission, listen to this, all predetermined, all pre-planned. Their mission, create chaos in every city they were strategically sent into, instigating riots and racial tensions, setting buildings on fire and looting, and at the same time spreading their anti-Semitic propaganda in order to dehumanize all European Jews. 
This is the kind of lawlessness we've all witnessed on the streets of our own cities and prior to the last election, 2020, strategically planned by the powers that be. We are in the state we're in. We are in the condition we're in because the church refused to simply get united for the cause. Because they didn't like someone's personality. I've never, yet, uh, I've never yet seen a politician that doesn't go into Washington, uh, most of them, and they come out as political prostitutes. Or they come out having been political prostitutes. I'm just saying. I would way rather have a businessman in the office of president than a politician. Finally, in 33, not long after Hitler voted into office, Reverend Bonhoeffer, this is important, he was doing a live broadcast denouncing the radical political ideology of Hitler. And guess what? His radio signal was cut off halfway through his message. They silenced Bonhoeffer back then for being a governmental threat. That sound familiar? Let's keep praying that our good friend will buy Twitter. Still, Bonhoeffer was determined to awaken the church and pastors across Germany. So he traveled every week, warning the congregations of what was going on in their government, hoping to unite them against the radical agenda, especially the anti-Semitic radical propaganda, that racial propaganda that they, were, that they had purposely set in motion. But the response of most German pastors was twofold. Very interesting. Number one, hey, we don't get in politics because we're called to preach the gospel uh, we're called to teach the Bible and preach the gospel, and they were, doing, they were doing neither. The second excuse was uh, they chose to believe that if Hitler just leaves us alone, we'll be fine. If we leave him alone, he will leave us alone. And literally, listen to this, within a matter of months, Hitler had, when he took control, over 26,000 Catholic Christian churches were shut down and destroyed. And quit attacking the Catholics. If it wasn't for the Catholics, we probably wouldn't have some of the strong convictions of of abortion, of pro-life, I mean. Can I have an amen? So let's not do that. I get tired of the thing. We think that we just, uh, us three, we've got it all together. No, no, no. There's Christians in every denomination. Over 26,000 Catholic churches were shut down and destroyed. Priests assaulted, arrested, imprisoned, or killed. Jewish businesses all over Germany were pillaged and and destroyed. And synagogues throughout Germany were burned to to the ground. And then, of course, Hitler went after those few preachers like Bonhoeffer uh, who dared stand for righteous governing. Write this down. Not to speak is to speak and not to act is to act. It only took 48 months. Listen, this is, so, this is stirring. It only took 48 months to convert the German Christian nationwide, the, uh, Christians nationwide to get behind Hitler's anti-Semitic agenda. They finally believed that yeah, th- these Jewish people are our problem, which gave Hitler the green light to eventually arrest all the Jews in Germany. Uh, I mean, all of Europe, actually, men, women, and children, which he sent to concentration camps. See, people don't know this. There were over 1,000 concentration camps. We know of the familiar ones, like Auschwitz. We know of those, but, but um, there were over a 1,000 camps. 
across Germany. Listen to this. They, not only did they arrest Ger- um, the, the Jews, they arrest German citizens who were disabled or physically flawed, along with all those who were morally ill, struggling with their sexual identity. Killed them all. Over 11 million lives, six of those, million of those were Jews, were stripped of their dignity and their God-given freedoms, stripped of their human rights. And as prisoners of war were treated, oh, the mistreatment far exceeded that of any animal. Oh, they cruelly mistreated them. God, they used them. Scientists used them while they were living to cut them apart to study how the human body reacts to pain. I mean, the cruelty is unbelievable. And that's what happens when you allow things to get out of hand. And you don't stop and say, this is it. We're going to stop this before it gets carried away. Hundreds of thousands were starved to death. Hundreds of thousands were shot at point blank blank range. Millions poisoned in gas chambers and their bodies burnt in ovens. My God, my God, my God. Not to speak is to speak, not to act is to act. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. So, on April 9th, 1945, Reverend, this is an important date. Think about it. April 9th, 1945, Reverend Bonhoeffer, this this courageous 39-year-old opponent opponent of this governing system that gone mad. He died by hanging just a few days before the U.S. troops came in to free those in his concentration camp. He died as a hero. Some Christians think he died as a fool. He died as a hero. One man, think about it. One man standing up against such a giant mountain, trying to get it moved, trying to get people to join him, and they just refused to do it. And this reminds me today, oh, I don't want to get, I mean, I... You know, the, the Germans, they, they, the church was comfortable. You know, they, they saw it all, but really believed that, A, it's just for a season, it'll go away. And that wasn't it at all. Anyway, the last words he spoke were, this is the end for me, the beginning of life. Martin Niemöller, hmm was a German citizen during World War II as well, who was awakened to what happens when no one speaks up. And this is what he recorded. First, they came for the socialists, and I didn't speak out because I wasn't a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists, and I didn't speak out because I wasn't a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and of course, I didn't speak out because I wasn't a Jew. Then they came for me, And there was no one left to speak for me. Who was Martin Niemöller? He was also a German pastor. But one who sympathized with many of the Nazi Nazi, uh, ideas early on. Of course, he was anti-Semitic as well. 
But eventually he was arrested and put into a concentration camp. And as he stood shoulder to shoulder with other Jews who were withering away from starvation and cruelty, he finally had a change of heart regarding anti-Semitism. But oh, if he would have just had that change of heart earlier on and joined and stood beside the courageous man called Pastor Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Then we've got this story, this, the movie called Schindler's List. How many, lift your hand, if you've never seen Schindler's List, I want, I, I, you've never seen Schindler's List, lift your hand, I want to see. So uh, quite a few of you have. If you haven't, you need to. Because you see what happens wrong people get, when the wrong people get in power. It's, it, it is well written, well, excuse me, it's well produced because it is produced by, by um, uh, Steve, Steven Spielberg. thank you, Steven Spielberg, and, who was a Jew. So he really tried his best to set truly the true environment of what was going on during that time. And, and you need to see it if you haven't. And if you haven't seen it for a while, see it, look at, watch it again. Amen. The cruelty, unbelievable cruelty that happens when wrong people get power. Unbelievable. And don't think for a moment that history doesn't repeat itself. I have children, I have grandchildren. I would love to see America make a complete 180, hallelujah, and get back to God first in every part of their lives. Can I have an amen? It isn't about politics, but it is because we have a dual citizenship. So it really is. We think we can just walk around, praise the Lord, hallelujah, glory to God, hallelujah, and think everything's just going to be fine, but it's not. You have a part to play. You have a part to play, so you need to pray that you'll obey God regarding your part. Amen. Schindler's List, you need to see it. Oscar Schindler, what he did is that he owned a business and what he did is he finally realized what was going on. And so his heart of empathy reached out to Jews and he literally helped, I think, over 1,200 uh, Jews escape from the furnaces. And they literally have a grave site in Israel today that you can go and place a rock of honor on uh, to honor and have respect for a man who paid such a great price. And in the movie... I don't want to spoil it, but I have to tell you, in the movie, at the end of it, as the American allies come and free all the concentration camp victims, um, he's standing there, and they're, they're all coming around him to thank him for what he did. And he's weeping and saying, and he looks at his ring and says, I could have gotten two more Jews if I would have just sold this ring. And he looks at a vehicle that he valued, and it was probably one of the most expensive ones during that time, and wept, saying, I could have had another dozen Jews if I could have just sold this car. And I promise you, we are here today. We are here today politically because the church failed to do their job. And that is absolutely true. You will stand before God and you will know that the church failed the last election. The church failed. So what does this have to do with us as 21st century Americans? Well, everything, especially regarding 
liberty and justice for all. The elections are literally days away, and nationwide, we are feeling the pains of a corrupt, godless, and socialistic-driven government platform and agenda. And if that's what you want, man, you vote for him, because that is your right. That is your right, absolutely. I'm not here to tell you who to vote for. If that's what you want in your life, then you go for it. The elections are literally days away, and... and, um, Uh, The powers that be, listen, they're toxic and dangerous to every American who believes in liberty and justice. Has nothing to do. I am not a Republican or a Democrat. Nick and I are actually constitutionalists. If people would just honor and obey the Constitution that has not failed in 246 years, it won't fail for another 246 years. But it's, well, we'll talk about this in a second. So citizens, as citizens of the United States, it is our duty to get involved in the voting process. And if Christians nationwide will unite together at the ballot box and vote Bible, we will preserve our liberties and justice for all. Can I have an amen? Talk just a little bit. I'm winding this down. Abortion. Think about this. For 50 years, and we did when we were younger, we had, I mean, we had, we would go out and walk with signs and stuff. That's all we knew to do. We didn't, you know, believe in God for a turn of events regarding, uh, uh, regarding the murder of our unborn. Those that cannot have, they don't have any help at all. They, it's just horrendous. 61 million babies have been murdered through the abortion process of Roe versus Wade. Finally, on June 24th, 2022, we witnessed a miracle milestone when Roe versus Wade was found unconstitutional. Unconstitutional. And yet, I guarantee you, there's a work in process of those wanting to get in power to reverse that constitutional law. Sure there are. Evil will always be in there as long as there is a devil. Again, what we've witnessed in the last two years from rioting and pillaging to, uh, to setting cities on fire, to businesses being destroyed, our policemen being devalued, disrespected, dishonored, and de- defunded, being murdered in cold blood in their attempt to protect our communities, and quitting by the thousands, leaving our communities and cities more vulnerable to more violence, It's definitely a threat to our democracy. And then you have these prosecutors who refuse to prosecute any crime or criminal. Can you believe that we are living in these kind of days? Nikita Khrushchev, the dictator of communist Russia in the 50s, said the only way America can be destroyed is from within. And this is where we are today. There is a force that's trying to destroy our nation. And we can stop it if we'll unite together. Amen. Let me hear a good clap offering. Let me, yeah. hmm. All of the chaos, corruption, and crime we're seeing is not... It's not only history repeating itself. Listen to me. It is strategically planned. 
Yet, just as there were courageous men and women who fought against the cruelty of slavery in the 19th century, I believe there are courageous patriots who are willing to stand up for all American ethnicities and their freedoms in the 21st century. Can I have an amen? I do believe, and they say it probably over four years, but I do believe this election may very well be the most important election in the history of this nation. So silence in the face of evil itself is evil. God will not hold us guiltless. Not to speak is to speak, and not to act is to act. So don't think your vote doesn't count. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because if enough Christians have that attitude, we will suffer another setback for our liberties. I just want you to know that. And you will be joining those of the German church in the 30s. If you could rewind history, if you could, like they do on the movies, and the church heeds the cry of a minister who is so spirit-led and sees everything that's going on, and they would say, yes, let us join him. That would have stopped Hitler from ever getting into office. So it was the church's fault. It was the church's fault then, and it'll be the church's fault now. How many believe what God said when he said, there are far more that are with us than against us? Come on. Let me say it again. How many believe that when God said there's far more with us than against us, that that is true? Absolutely true. It is true. So let's talk about the two-party system, Democrat and Republican. Well, first of all, the two-party system has been operating for 246 years, and it's been operating pretty good. But as of lately, we can all agree that there are swamps in both parties that need to be drained. Would you agree with that? Swamps in both parties that need to be drained. And it's our time to drain the political swamp and vote in God-fearing patriots. And we've got a lot of awesome young men and women that are running, that have the zeal and the heart and the passion to take America back to its liberties and justice for all. Hallelujah. We do. So for the next two weeks, you have to decide which party represents the land of the free and the home of the brave. This election will determine whether we have a dangerously divided, militarily weak, and culturally corrupt nation with an economy that's collapsing before our very eyes. Or a nation that honors the Constitution and gives the political power back to its citizens. A nation that honors, respects, and supports our men and women in blue who are there to establish safe communities to raise our families in. A nation with God-fearing judges, lawyers, district attorneys, Uh, who are not afraid to enforce the laws of the land. And finally, a nation that keeps the government powers out of the church. And I believe with all my heart, if the church church awakens, we will see a miracle. We will see no miracle if we do nothing. Because God, for miracles, God has always had someone to participate. Can I have an amen? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Finally, I don't want to miss any of this. Make sure you study every, the record of everyone that you're thinking about voting for. Study the records just to make sure it lines up 
with the Bible and with your spiritual convictions. Amen. Amen. We should be able to study their record and to simply know what they stand for. Their record reveals who they are for the most part. And let me tell you something. We're not looking. Forget about looking for that perfect one. That perfect one. Every, you know, I've heard people speak against um, you know, different uh, leaders and, um, because they don't, they, they don't probably do everything you think they should. It isn't easy. I would never want to run for office. You know, well, I wouldn't anyway because I'm called a pastor, but it's not easy. And so I have great respect for those that do. So give them a little space, give them a break, pray for them, and God will have his way in amen. them. Can I have an amen? Let's stop, step, stand up. We're, gonna, we're going to pray. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to go back and where I started and just simply read this scripture again. Can you put Isaiah 59 back up there? The first verse I started with. I want to read that one more time. Thank you, Lord. For our sins are piled up before God and testify against us. See, there's people today that are living on fixed incomes. I mean, they're fixed. They just can't get any more money unless they find two or three more jobs. I mean, and when you had gas a few years ago at a buck eighty. And it's out of control now. People can hardly go anywhere because they're on fixed incomes. My heart goes out to every human, every American citizen. How about you? Amen. 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 And guess what? How would you like to live this life without faith? How would you like, how would you like to live this life without knowing God? It'd be pretty tough. Pretty tough. Our sins are piled up before God and testify against us. We know what sinners we are. We know we've rebelled and denied the Lord. We, we turned our backs on our God. We know we are unfair and uh, oppressive, how unfair and oppressive we've been, uh, carefully planning our own deceitful lies. Our courts, are opposed, our, court, our courts oppose the righteous, and justice is nowhere to be found. Truth stumbles in the streets, and honesty has been outlawed. Truth is gone. And anyone who renounces evil is attacked. The Lord looked and was displeased to find there was no justice. Justice. So we're going to pray. We're going to pray over this election. You just have to simply decide which, which, which candidate fits your convictions fits what the Bible says, and then do your part. Do your part. But do your part. Don't let this one slip by. I'm believing, Pastor Vicky and I have talked about it, I am believing that all of the deceit, all of the darkness that happened in the last election won't happen in this one. Amen. Won't happen in this one. 
Why do you say that? Because I do believe with all my heart that Christians nationwide have finally awakened to realize it does, it does um, matter who runs this country politically. I think they're finally awakening to that. Again, not, have nothing to do with the two parties, but guess what? We only have two, so we have to vote for one of them. It has to do with your convictions and that what you want to see in America, what you want to see regarding your future. Why, kids, wake up? Why do you think? Why do you think everybody tries to get into this nation? Because they do believe in liberty and justice for all. And I've said it before, but I'll say it one more time. I don't look down on one illegal that's coming to this nation. Not one of them. Because I would be there if I was one. If they let me in, I'd come in. But we can only. We cannot have a nation with borders that are open. Can't. Can't survive it. Over five million illegals have entered this nation. Over five million in the last less than two years. That's a large city. Large city. But in Jesus' name, it's going to stop. In Jesus' name, it's going to stop. Years ago, Pastor Vicki was on the piano this morning singing this song. If my people called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and heal their land. Listen to me. That's what he said. He didn't say of the world. He said if my people will humble themselves. And pray and turn from their wicked ways. And seek my face. Then will I hear from heaven. Then I will heal their land. That's what God promised. So we're going to pray. First of all, we're going to repent for the lethargy and the apathy we've allowed into our hearts regarding the last election and ask God to forgive us and ask him for his favor in this one, that the body of Christ nationwide will join together for the cause of freedom and liberty and justice for all. Thank you for listening to today's message. We'd love for you to join us for our Sunday morning service at 9.30, as well as our midweek service on Wednesday nights at 7. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.